it's that time of year where kids are headed back to school. Parents have prayed and considered their options, um, schooling, whether to send them to public school, homeschool, private school, a charter school, or some other option available to them. But which option is the most biblically faithful option for this family? Welcome to a new season of Consider It, where we consider questions regarding life, theology, and the church. Consider it as a ministry of Redemption Bible Church in New Braunfels, Texas. Do you have questions regarding life, theology, and the church? If so, text the word redemption and your question to 830-299-7505, and we will consider your question. To learn more about redemption, you can visit redemption.bible. I'm Michael Hawkins. And I'm Blair Cushman. Let's consider it. Welcome back to another week of Consider It, where we have something else to consider. Let's take it. Is it safe to send my kid to public school? Is it safe to send my kid to public school? This is a kind of a loaded question. That's right. An interestingly phrased question. It's You might expect a question in this that's like, what, where, where should I send my kid to school? But this one's pretty specific. Is it safe to send my kid to public school? Yeah, I think as we think about that word safe, it's yeah. just, it is loaded. As yeah. you, you said, it, um, what do we mean by safe? Right, right. And there's so many different things under that, because are we talking about physical safety here? Um, you know, is, if, are we asking like, you know, is a school shooting, like, should I right. be worried about, you know, a school shooting this year? And, um, you know, is it, uh, is it, is my kid safe from bullying and getting hurt? Is my kid emotionally safe? Is my kid educationally safe? Yeah. Are they going to be taught some, you know, progressive anti-God agenda? Are they, you know, are they socially safe? Are they, you know, going, are yeah. their peers going to influence them to sin or, um, and, uh, you know, all those like, well, <laughs> um, are they safe? I mean, I don't know that that's necessarily a uh, just a question for public schooling, but that's a question all the time. And it really yeah. gets to the heart because, uh, and, and, and it is interesting because I think this is a cultural value of our day. Yeah. And really, I think it's a an idol in which we, yeah. we latch onto as parents and I'm as guilty as anyone else as I think about taking care of my kids and the pressures that we face as parents. Right. You know, what, what is safe and what makes me feel like I have most control over the situation. And I think we get dominated by this idea of, of safety in the world for sure. Yeah. We are hyper aware of the risks that are all around us Yeah, through social media, just news, everything. Uh, you know, we are inundated daily with the risks, the, just the general risks of life. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, you know, we're constantly kind of weighing that. And then as parents, when it comes to like constant, we, we are hyper aware mm-hmm. of the dangers that, you know, that, that our kids face. And that's just changed uh, tremendously in, in, you know, from today to our own childhood, to the childhood of our parents and yeah. things you like listen to the stories of our parents and what they were allowed to do and wander the neighborhood and be gone for days at a time and yeah. the the activities that they were allowed to do to even our own childhood. And you just think of the, the, the development of playgrounds That's right. you know, o- over time and I can think of the slide that you know the, that we're on all of our playgrounds. They seem like they're a million miles tall, 
but uh, you know, as a kid in my memory, now they probably weren't that tall, but you climb up these ladders with just kind of this rickety rail <laughs> along the side, and there are hot metal tubes, basically, and just like go scorching down right. out of them. And there's no wood chips or soft landing. I mean, boom, you just hit the dirt hard, and we'd go down them head first, sideways, you know, any way we could, and race down and do oh, yeah. all kinds People of are nonsense. People going up and coming down all at the same time. Right, right, yeah. climbing on them and. And, uh, you know, you think of seesaws and yeah. merry-go-rounds. How and, high could we catapult one another off the oh, seesaw? For sure. The, <laughs> the shenanigans we would do on top of monkey bars and things like that. And now the playgrounds are just totally different. Yeah. Uh, totally, totally different and uh, just really geared towards safety. Yeah. Um, and now that's just physical safety. That's just one example of, uh, you know, yep. so many things as we talk about uh, just uh, keeping our kids safe. And, and yet it's, it's a good question. It's not one that, you know, we're not advocating for recklessness. I don't know right. that God would want us to just, you know, be unwise in what we do and how we, what we allow our kids to do. Yeah. Um, but as you said, he used a, a word of, uh, you know, a cultural idol mm-hmm. in safety. And, and it is because we're, we're just, like I said, we've been, we're hyper aware of the risks that are involved that uh, just goads this fear in us and fear is what sells media is you know if you're uh, not aware of this this is this is the like the motivating factor of of the media of our day they play upon our fears and everything because it's yep. what sells it's clickbait it's all like could, could this happen to us what's going on here and uh, they have monetized uh, fear and so we're hyper aware of all these things just in general in our culture yeah and the most fearful option or the safest option is always deemed or valued as the best option in everything. Yeah, and I think even in light of this, just the idea of like parental shame and shaming, you know, if if you don't do it this way or if you only do it that way, then you're yeah. wrong and you're a bad parent. Right, and you're a bad parent and you're setting up your kids to fail. That's right. They're going to do something bad. They're going to walk away from you. They're going to do this or even to the worst, like, or your kids are... Uh, you know, they are going to cut you out of their life, which, you know, to our parents, like parents today, that's like the worst possible thing, you know, like a kid, you know, I'm not saying that that would be hurtful or hard to walk through, but that's, or even just like held over as like, well, if you do this or don't affirm this or whatever, they may, they may kill themselves. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, you're, and, and, and so that's just like, you know, to a parent, that's the worst possible yeah. option. And we see that in schools. We see that in sports. If your kid's not you know, playing select baseball or club volleyball by the time they're, you know, five, then they're not going to make the varsity team and they're not going to fit in. They're going to be left out and then they're not going to succeed and they're going to fail and they're going to live in your basement for the rest of their lives. Right. And it's all these, these scenarios driven by fear in so many ways. And so coming back to the question then, well, is it safe to send our kids to public school? This is, you know, it's good as we think through, well, what then are our motivators for when we're choosing a schooling option and what we need to be careful of is whatever option we are and conclusion that we come to for our family is we have to avoid the temptation of saying there is only one biblically faithful way to educate our kids right Uh, because we have to weigh 
all the options and especially we have we have the privilege in where we live here in central texas uh, there are multiple options public school not every public school is created equal there are charter schools there are private schools there are home schools and there are a myriad of homeschooling options and philosophies in all of that and so parents are left to decide well what is going to be the best thing for our family for these kids yeah what uh, fits our schedule, what uh, fits our budget, what fits uh, uh, our desires for our kids. And we, you know, we need to consider that and consider that within community, consider that as underneath uh, 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 the, what the scriptures teach and coming along, bringing our, our small group into this and our close friends and our spiritual leaders in our life to help us make those decisions uh, uh, within what is mandated by the Lord. That's right. For parents, right? Parents' number one responsibility is to disciple their kids. Yeah. Like, that's what parenting is about. Not about creating soccer stars, not about creating, you know, scientists, not about, you know, uh, developing the next, you know, big musician. It's about discipling and investing in our kids for their spiritual good. Yeah, that includes their education and all that, but it's, it's their spiritual good. Yeah. Ultimately, our job as parents is to steward the gift of these children that God has given us, not in a, an idolistic way of that they're this precious gift that we have to live our lives around. Right. But yeah, that discipleship, that, that owning up that these are gifts that God has given me the responsibility to look over, to shepherd, to point them back to him. And you said a great word there that's, that I think is the biblical mentality for parenting. And it's the idea of stewardship. Yeah. Because what is a steward? You know, a steward is not an owner who owns our kids. The Lord does. And so all of this, we have to take under the sovereignty of God (laughs) that any option is, it is still under his sovereignty. You know, even ones that aren't great options or whatever, you know, as we're thinking are still under his sovereign, uh, you know, control of all Mm -hmm. this, not ours. We're not the sovereign ones in our parent in our kid's life. That's right. And sometimes we would love that if we were just like the sovereign ones and be like, all right, you're going to be a Christian. You're going to do everything I say and uh, be the perfect child. Like that's just (laughs) not an option. That was Jesus. Joseph and Mary had it pretty easy um, (laughs) in that. And now they probably had some other challenges in all of that as well. Um, but we don't have the option of raising a, uh, a perfect child. And so it's all under the sovereignty of God. But as stewards, we take, uh, uh, we take care of these kids that God has entrusted to us. God builds our families in his timing, in his way. Like that's something we just have to embrace as God, you know, he gives and takes away kids and we make our plans and the Lord, you know, directs our steps and all that. But as he gives them to us, it's, it's a stewardship. Mm-hmm. It's uh um, and and so we're taking care of it while they're in our uh, in our uh, in our uh, responsibility in our home, and then as they grow and mature, we let them go, and uh, we get them grown and we get them going, That's you right. know. And uh, uh, and so we 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 can't control that, right? It's a right. difference between uh, owning something and possessing something. Mm-hmm. I'm going to own it, and well, it's my responsibility, but I can't be possessive of it. It's all mm-hmm. mine. These kids are mine. These kids are mine, you know? And uh, and that's where we, we rest the control out of the Lord's hands, mm-hmm. and we have to be open-handed with our kids. Yeah. But while they're in our, our care, then as it comes to educational options, that's where we have to weigh 
what are our motives in all of this? Mm-hmm. How are we best stewarding our kids with the options you know God has providentially put before us? And uh, and and then what's best for us? And it's not like we can't just do something because we're trying to keep up with the Joneses, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we can't do something because it's like, well, I don't want to send them to public school or they're going to get exposed to these things and then, you know, I'm going to lose them forever. It's like, well, no, believe in God's providence, his sovereignty and all that. And we can't just say, well, I'm going to send them to the private school because they're, uh, then then I don't have to worry about their Christian education. Then I know they're, they're, they're going to be around other Christian kids and Christian families. And so then I don't have to worry about, you know, uh, teaching them to love the Lord. I can just do it. Right. Well, that's not right. Cause then we're just shirking our responsibility. We're abdicating our role as parents and just saying, all right, you go take it over there. And we can't just like fearfully say, well, I'm going to homeschool so then I can keep them close and they won't be exposed to, you know, all the ideologies of our day, the, you know, gender ideology and then whatever else. It's like, well, that's not true. Sin exists in us. And so we're not going to just like keep our kids from sin because, well, even in your house, you're going to expose them to sin because you sin. That's you right. Yeah. And, uh, and they're going to see it in more places than just in, uh, you know, in the school setting. And so... We just have to weigh all those. There could be public school options that, yeah, are really bad. And uh, the teachers have an agenda. And the school district is just very overt in that. And other situations are not. And so you can be involved and you're there. And this can be a massive gospel opportunity to uh, uh, to be involved in the school and to you know have a very uh, involved um, uh, presence in educating your kids, even if you're not their teacher and in their classroom. Yeah. Um, same with private school, same with the charter school, same with homeschool. But uh, we have to weigh, all right, well, what are what are our options? Why do we want to do this? What's best for our family? What, uh, you know, what is the best way to steward these kids in this way? So what you're saying is discipleship is not a one-size-fits-all. Well, no. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's, a, that's a great way to put it. Um, and, you know, we're so used to that, like, even in discipleship, we have discipleship programs, you mm-hmm. know, in a church. It's like one size fits all, like, go do this, and, you know, and, yeah. and uh, we think of it like a factory, like, okay, you get on here, like, do all these stops, and then at the end, out comes this, like, perfect Christian product, you know. And uh, I'm not saying there aren't pathways for that, or that right. it's not like it can't be systematized in that, but, no, God's about people. Yeah. And uh, and our kids are people, and so we need to, you know, we need to love our kids well and and understand them and and uh, seek what's best for them. And uh, when it's just like in educating, specifically. Yeah, and I think even with my kids, you know, being in public school, yeah, um, one of the things that we talk about regularly as they go off to school, one, we we pray each morning together as a family before we go, and just recognizing some of the challenges that they may face as that opportunity to kind of teach them through prayer, how to be dependent on God and how to walk through hard situations, but also focusing on the purpose of our education, uh, learning to, to read um, so that we can read and understand God's word so that we can know him better. Yeah. You know, learning math and science so that we can understand creation and understand the creator yeah. you know, more fully. And yeah. so as we, you know, disciple our, our boys, sending them off to school, we try to give them a biblical framework in which to see the things that they're learning during the day. And so while they're not getting that from their teachers and you know, right. from the, the public school curriculum, if you will, 
um, we're helping them to to see that right. from a, a different view. Right. Well, and that's discipleship, right? Yeah. And it's no matter who is the communicator of the you know the information on those subjects, uh, it's our job to help frame that within a a biblical worldview, mm-hmm. and even if it's wrong. You know, because there's those conversations that we have to have as, uh, you know, as our kids hear about different things and, well, they don't, this person doesn't believe that, you know, I heard this, that uh, that they don't believe that God created the heavens and the earth, that it came from mm-hmm. a big bang, or, you know, why does this, uh, you know, my, my friend have, you know, two moms or whatever it might yep. be, and and so they're seeing and hearing these things because it's the world that we live in and the, you know, the unbiblical beliefs that that we can't escape we're mm-hmm. humans on this earth and so our job as disciples then is to teach them how to how to respond to that yeah yeah it, it make it should make us sad that people reject god you know where they have chosen to do their own thing or to choose what is uh, less than god's beautiful perfect design for a human flourishing and our blessing and uh, not like in this like judgmental way. Well, yeah, that's because they're all you know dirty, rotten sinners and going to hell and condemned in their <laughs> sin. And and those things are true, and we need to talk about that. But that should that should drive us to greater compassion. Yeah, that should uh, help teach us that yeah, there are people that don't believe like us. Our family is different. Following Jesus is different and distinct. It always has been. Mm-hmm. And to take them to the scriptures and to show them. You know, God's design in Israel, they're different. You know, they live differently. They have different ethics and morality and ways that they make decisions, ways that they do business, the way, you know, that their family is. And this is part of God's good design. And it breaks our heart when people choose to do otherwise. That's right. And that's where we need to show them, the where we as parents need to show our kids the joy and the blessing that it is to follow Jesus, not just always the hard things, but that following Jesus is actually fun. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and then also with our kids helping to have these conversations with other people and to bringing you know, unbelievers into our life and to show them the difference and the joy and the blessing that it is to follow Jesus. Um, and that's like our missional purpose in all of that. But that needs to be happening whether your kids are educated in school, you know, or they're homeschooled or whatever. Like, we need to be showing our kids that's part of discipleship, uh, regardless of what educational decision that we make. Yeah, I think talking through those decisions with them and using whatever option we decide as a, a teaching opportunity to say, hey, we do these things because we feel that it's the best way to to honor God with the things that he's given right. us going back to the stewardship, teaching them, discipling them through right. these things and, and allowing them to be part of that conversation to whatever extent, you know, they're capable of understanding, but it's just that teaching them how to, to view the world and to begin making these decisions on their own as we prepare them to, you know, launch out of the house as you were talking about earlier. Right. And that's uh that's the, the whole point of it right yeah what is it saying psalm was it one psalm 126 verse 27 that children are like arrows in in a hand shooting them out yeah and uh that's that's what we have them for a certain number of years you know in most cases 18 sometimes less sometimes more we get them grown and and uh, point them towards the lord and give them the foundation that uh, they need and then uh, we send them flying and yeah and uh um, and that that can be hard, you know. Um, but if what 
what do we expect if throughout you know their childhood all we've done is like put them in a sport or we put them in these extracurricular things and um and uh, abdicated the responsibility to spiritually form them um then uh, you know now thankfully it doesn't all rise and fall on our personal discipleship that's why we have the church and others that we're trying to put in our kids life for their discipleship and their growth so they can learn to hear from good uh, other spiritual leaders and things in their church and to look up to you know the other men and women in the church that are following Jesus and and uh, that are friends of ours and things but um, but our kids are in the hands of the Lord and so we just we just steward them and uh, I think that's really what gets behind this question you know it's a as we try to decide for ourselves, all right, well, what's the best option? Um, what is safe is not always the right, you know, uh, rubric in which to make that decision. I think right. what's what's the best educational decision, and uh, and each, you know, mom and dad, each parent, each family needs to make that decision, come before the Lord, weigh the options that are around them, you know, because if if we lived in a different context where those schools like incredibly anti-god very progressive yeah. like very overtly anti-parent anti-family which there are certain you know school districts and areas in our in our own country yep. and other places around the world you know that uh, we maybe be a little bit more uh, uh, um against or antagonist and say well probably not an arson in, in this context and you know if you're listening in one of those contexts and you're right then that may not be the best option um, and, uh, thankfully our school district here in New Braunfels isn't, uh, isn't, you know, to that, uh, extreme, but, uh, but just because that, that doesn't mean that the homeschool is always the only biblically faithful way or the private school is the only biblically faithful way. And at the, you know, end of the day that, 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 uh, that hanging our hope on a educational uh, you know, and a schooling option is going to produce, you know, healthy, growing, vibrant Christian kids is, uh, is, is, is not, it's not the, the schooling responsibility. That's right. Yeah. That's a really valuable point because we are talking about this in context of what we see here in New Braunfels. Right. And obviously public school, as you alluded to, all these different options have a, a myriad of different, right. um, you know, levels of, um, you know, influence, you know, whatever. Um, right. And so one of the things as parents, if we are going to have our kids in you know, public school or private school, whatever, is being involved in the schools, know what's going on, knowing the teachers, knowing um, the administration, serving, going up and, and being part of, of the events going on and using yeah. it as a ministry opportunity one right. to know what's going on and then two to also shine a gospel light right. into these communities right and so i think it is important to know what's going on in these public schools as you're making these right. decisions right and, and and the same is true in a private school situation yeah. just yeah. because a school says you know whatever whatever christian school doesn't necessarily mean <laughs> that it's a you know Christian yeah. uh, 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 has a, a biblical worldview. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And by just farming our kids out, like just look at the universities, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in 
the system, how many of them have Christian in their name now, you know, that are uh, far from that, you know, right. or even like the YMCA, the Young Men's Christian Association, one had Christian foundations, but um, I don't know that the, that exalting Christ is uh, the YMCA's highest priority uh, anymore. Yeah. Um, and so we can't, we, we can't just like farm out the responsibility to any one educational thing. Um, and at the same time, we can't just like become sheltered and closed off and be like, okay, well, I just need to, I just need to do everything here. There's a biblically faithful way somewhere in there that we all have to wrestle and consider and bring others into it and come before the Lord in our context and also, uh, commit the time and energy and effort that you're saying to be involved and be invested, uh, in those scenarios. And, uh, and that's, that's really what it comes down to, yep. you know, parenting is about discipleship. Discipleship is about stewardship. Stewardship is about, uh, glorifying God, uh, as he gives us a responsibility with these kids or whatever other thing it might be in our yeah. life. Yeah. And we can't lose sight of that when it comes to our kiddos. Thank you for joining us today on this new season of Consider It, the ministry of Redemption Bible Church in New Braunfels, Texas. We welcome your questions regarding life theology in the church. You can submit these questions by texting the word redemption and your question to 830-299-7505. To learn more about redemption, visit us online at redemption.bible. Thank you for listening. Our aim each episode is to be truthful and helpful to the glory of God. Join us next time on Consider It.